Welcome to Radiant Church Podcast. We want Jesus to be the message in everything we do. We are those who look to him. Now, here's David Perkins. Jesus, we just love you and we thank you for the opportunity to be disciples. We thank you for the opportunity to study your word. God, we ask, Lord, that we would continue to grow. We ask, Lord, that we would, uh, Lord, have the favor of God on our lives. God, we ask, Lord, that you would help us as we seek to grow closer to you, as we want so much to be uh, great husbands and wives and fathers and mothers and friends. And God, we really want to be a light, the light of Jesus to our city and to our business places, to our schools, to this city. And Lord, we just ask for your help, God. I ask, Lord, for those who just need renewal today, that you would renew them. God, that uh, you would just breathe life into them, uh, fresh breath. Just between you and the Lord right now, just, just ask God, God, breathe life into me. Father, we love you and we honor you. And everybody said amen. amen. All right, here we go. James chapter two. Woo-hoo. Um, we did a little bit of uh, trials. Then we did some temptations. We didn't do those things. Uh, we preached on those things. <laughs> And uh, now we are in chapter two, and uh, there's so much here, you know, they call this the Proverbs of the New Testament. Uh, you could really just spend so much time on, on all these different pieces. Um, I want us to look today out of verse 14 of chapter two, and we're going to talk about active faith or activating your faith. So let's read it together. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Everybody say action. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds. And I will show you my faith by my deeds. You, should, you believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. Yeah, can you imagine just, hey, James, he's leading the church in Jerusalem. He wrote us a letter. Let's read it. Hey, uh, you believe in God. Even the demons believe, pathetic slugs. I mean, anyway, so I just, man, I felt refreshed reading it. I was like, wow. Um, but James here is, you know, he's, he's reminding, he's encouraging, he's looking at, he's writing to uh, Jewish people spread out all over, and he's saying there needs to be some evidence or some fruit or some deeds that demonstrates the good work, the faith, the activity of God that's already in your life. And, you know, I'm always encouraged when I experience just some active faith that plays out in something happening. In fact, this week, I was really encouraged. On uh, Friday, I received a text message uh, from Cam. Cam's the cool guy. He's back here. He's got the long hair, with the, plays the bass, super hipster. What's up? What's up? That guy right there. And uh, got a, a text message. Let me just read you the text message that he sent on Friday. It said, hey, brothers, just wanted to share with you guys that I was healed from lower back pain last, oh, it's Thursday, last night at prayer, and I, uh, last night at prayer, and, and I've been, the, the pain that I've been having for weeks Loved last night, and thanks for cultivating an atmosphere of faith. And so I just got that text, and you know, you're just, for me, just kind of regular day, and all of a sudden you get that text, it's just like, man, yeah, God, 
God's doing something. We were singing a song about miracles at the prayer meeting and we just decided like, let's not sing about it. Let's just pray for it. And so does anybody in the room need healing? And we were praying over people on Wednesday night. And just to kind of get that activity of God, just God moving by that, that, that step of faith, like, hey, let's, let's step out and believe for something. And to see God work is pretty powerful. And James here, he's got this statement that says, okay, as you look at your life, there's God's work, the, the work of salvation has taken place in you. So you possess faith. Now, and it's a theme that runs through the book of James, but he's saying there needs to be activity. There needs to be some evidence. There needs to be some fruit. You know, we hear Jesus talking this way in John 15, you know, where he's saying, abide in me and there will be fruit. It's kind of interesting because James actually, in many ways, you hear a lot of his big brother Jesus coming out, you know, like you hear some of these same ideas. And I think for all of us, especially those of us that have grown up in church, any church brats here? I'm a church brat. I grew up in church and I love church. I like church. In fact, just before service, Rick Mumford and I were joking around about church terms because I, I, I didn't call it a rad guy, a rating guy. I called it a bulletin. And then I didn't say go out here and grab some coffee. I said the fellowship hall. And, he's like, and we're just joking around like, hey, you got, you got church in your root system, man. Like, and sometimes when you do church your whole life, it's easy to just maybe have some, some rituals and some words and slowly let the activity of God, like the faith that that produces action go dormant. And James is always just pushing that all the way through this book. He's talking about, he's talking about you need to, ha- not, just, not just in words, but in deed. There needs to be the evidence. There needs to be some fruit. There needs to be some activity that demonstrates that God's at work. May is one of my favorite months. I call it Renata month because we celebrate Renata all month long. Because Renata was born May 12th, and so it's her birthday, and then it's always Mother's Day, and then our anniversary is May 27th, and so May costs me more than any other month of the year. I spend more in the month of May than I do in December. Uh, And I have four kids, and yet that's still true. And so, you know, if I look at Renata month and I just go, I'm going verbal, that's it. It's just, we're just talking this month, 2017. It's just, hey, Renata, happy birthday. Bless you. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. We're not going out today. And happy anniversary. And I just go for that. Just like, let's aim at this month being strictly verbal. I'm telling you, it will not go well for me. (laughs) I know. Because even though it's nice to hear those words, Renata, she would love there to be some deeds, right? (laughs) Like, hey, she likes Starbucks and she likes flowers. And even more than good gifts and words of affirmation, those were what she wanted before we had children. Now it's just, it's just acts of service. Like, if you love me, work, husband. That's how how it's going to roll. and so she's like, Give me, let's just see some deeds. This is what, come on, like chocolate, Starbucks, clean the house. That is some deeds, some action to your words that demonstrate happy birthday, happy anniversary, and happy Mother's Day. And, and for each one of us, when we've got Sunday after Sunday, just kind of month after month, I'm not saying quickly, but I know for me, it's easy to just allow some of the ritual, some of the just, just some of the things we got to say. We can sing the song, you know, we can proclaim it. Sing the songs, maybe even do the small group, potentially even attend service and do some of those things. And, 
And yet James would be just kind of looking at us, just kind of saying, okay, guys, let, let, let's, we're, we're, let's, let's see. Look at your life. Do you see some fruit? Do you see God's activity? Is there some evidence? Is there some things that are playing out in your life? And so number one is this. Actions reveal that your faith is alive. Actions just reveal that, that God is at work. Action shows that your faith isn't dead. Martin Luther, uh, the great reformer, of course, you know, and, and so, you know, the more you study this, there's just different conversations between the Calvinists and the Wesleyans and exactly how this works and how faith works. And, and so I just thought I'd just throw some of that out today just for fun uh, uh, because there's some of this, this conversation. And, and really the conversation is, it's real simple. It's just this, it's you've got Paul uh, in Ephesians 2 and all throughout uh, his text, he's talking about that you're, you're not saved by what you do, you're saved by faith. And so that's true for every single one of us. We are not at all saved by what we do. We are not, you are saved by the finished work of Jesus on the cross, done deal, all right? Um, and yet James goes on, and he's, he, but he's talking some works here, and, and, and Paul's talking about, about coming to faith. It's the, the regeneration, salvation, and yet you've got James digging in on this idea that post-salvation, as he's speaking to this, these Jewish people, he's saying post-salvation, there needs to be fruit. And so we don't have to get confused, like are they against each other? Are they saying different things? It's really an issue of order. It's really an issue of them saying, Paul saying, hey, works. Because if you look at every religion in the world, other than Christianity, there's this saved by works dynamic. And so you and I know that we are saved not by works, we're saved by faith. But James is saying, okay, yeah, but there needs to be some fruit. You can't just, ver we hear what he's saying, you can't just, in our context, make a statement, make a prayer, and then just marinate till you die and live on cruise control and not have the work of Jesus working through you. There's gotta be a demonstration of God's activity where there's the actual work of God using you, like a glove where God's reaching in and the glove lies dormant, but you put the hand of God in and then suddenly it can accomplish its work. There's got to be the work of God inside of you. And so James is just asking the question to these guys saying, is, it, is, is there activity? Do you see fruit? Do you see the evidence that God is at work inside of you? Martin Luther, he, uh, he actually called James the, <laughs> the epistle of straw, just thought I'd throw that out there because he was so wanting to fight for this idea like that it were not saved by works and too many people. And the reason why there's merit to that is because it's easy to step into I'm saved by what I do rather than who I am in Christ. And that's a temptation that is easy to get into if we're not focused on the reality that we are saved by faith. We are saved because of what Jesus did, not by what you've done. All right, and so then we step into though, okay, all right, because of the work that Jesus has done, because he's at work, I want there to be fruit. I want what Jesus said that there, for there to be fruit. I, I, I like um, to say it this way, our faith is active not to get relationship, it's because we already have relationship. It's not to get it, it's because I have it. It's because I, I'm already in relationship with God, and so therefore I want it. And of course, you've heard me say this the week that we had baptisms. I said it like 10 times. I'm just gonna say it 11. The Christian life is not about going from bad to good, but from dead to alive. And so it's about your faith coming alive. It's like that activity of God that is just clearly at work. And so it's not about, hey, is it good faith or bad faith? It's, it's about dead faith or alive faith. 
It's about is it dormant or is it at work? I had, um, 2008, we had a big youth conference and I had this kind of well-known speaker come in and he was, you know, I was expecting it to be dynamic because this guy was well-known and, and, uh, and he had just got off a red eye flying in from London and uh, he showed up to speak and uh, he, he got out these goldfish and you got to imagine thousands of teenagers are, you know, sitting in the room and they're expectant and he gets out these goldfish and uh, he's, he's preaching this message about holiness. And so it's a great preacher illustration where you pull out the goldfish and then the goldfish is going crazy. And you talk about how the goldfish needs to be back in the environment that it, that it was made for, you know? And so you put it back in the water and suddenly it's successful again. And it's, it's, it's you're made for the presence of God illustration, which was great. It's not the illustration that I'm gonna use it for uh, because he literally pulled the fish out and then the whole point was that the fish was fighting and squirming and needed to go back in the water except the fish was dead. <laughs> and instead of just admitting that the fish was dead, he tried to pretend like it was alive. So he literally got out a pen and he was like, see, see how it's wiggling? And you've got thousands of kids with a video camera like right on it and kids are like staring at it and it's like whispering, is that a dead fish? Is that? <laughs> That fish, is, I'm pretty sure that fish is dead. And, and just all the whispers in the crowd, like, this is awkward. This is weird. Uh, this is not working. It's just a straight dead fish. The point is this. The point is this. It's not a bad fish. It's just a dead fish, right? It didn't work. And reality is, I think for each one of us, I just want us to be, start asking this question in terms of your own life, your own journey. Where's your faith at? Like, are you seeing some, some fruit? Or nobody ever wants to say, it's always a sermon for somebody else. But I wanna ask that question today. Is there a chance? Is there a chance that your faith isn't alive? Is there a chance that when James talks about dead faith, that man, some, of that, some of that looks like what's going on inside of you? And again, where we're at is, man, we wanna have this fresh faith that plays out in action. Fresh faith, action, all right? And so we're not saying we're saved by deeds or we're saved by actions. We are saved by faith, but they do go hand in hand. They do go together. The famous illustration that preachers always use is that of the bicycle, right? It's the pedal, right? You need both of them going together, working together, or you've got the idea of walking. William Booth, uh, who's the founder of the Salvation Army, he said it this way. He said, faith and work should travel side by side. Step answering the step, like the legs of men walking. First faith, then works. Then faith again, and then works again, until they can scarcely distinguish which is the one and which is the other. So whether you're talking bicycle, whether you're talking walking, it's that idea. It's faith, action. I like the word action more than I like the word works, but faith, action. Faith, works, deeds, action, faith. And it's that idea that they go hand in hand. They go together and if you don't see some action, like some ways that your life looks different than people that have not given their life to Jesus, then you start to ask the question, is it alive in me? Is faith actually working? Like, am I alive? And that's just the question. It's a real simple question. But I think it's one for all of us just to come before God and maybe in a fresh way today, this morning, just look at the Lord and just say, okay, listen, I know the rhetoric. I know, that I know how to sing some of these songs and I kind of know how church works and I even know how devotions work and I, I, I've, got, I've got a lot of knowledge, 
But God, I need fresh faith. God, I want to see fresh faith alive inside of me so that it plays out and that my life looks significantly different than someone who's not following Jesus. Like where my life actually looks like a dynamic follower, where I'm bending my life around Christ. In verse 17, I just want you to pick up on this. He says, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. It's just strong language. And, 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 and none of us think, <laughs> what's up? I got dead fish faith. I mean, I, that's me. That, you know, I, I mean, you, you, because by virtue of just this straight up fact that you, are, you, you have a desire, you know, like it kind of sneaks up on us. Jesus talks this way in Matthew 25 when he talks about the sheep and the goats. And you've just got, it's not that you know it. It's not, it's just, you, you think everything's fine, but I just want us to kind of just kind of look inside, just, just ask God today, like, God, what, can you, can you revive, can you refresh faith inside of me? Because I, I want to actually see, with good motivation, I want to see deeds and works and fruit on the vine, on me, things that, that demonstrate God's activity, God being at work inside of me. And so just pop quiz for you this morning. Just ask yourself this week, when you look at the last, let's say six days, you know, do, what activity do you see that only God could have done that? Like if you just kind of look at, that, that's clearly, that's clearly like how God's at work and, and I stepped out in faith and, and out in faith, in faith began to see activity, whether it was giving, whether it was um, praying, whether it was serving, whether it was, you know, whatever it is. But it, in your own humanity and in your own flesh, it wouldn't take place except for that there's the work of God inside of you. There's, there's God doing something that's unique and awesome. And, and that's, that's my prayer. My prayer is that we wouldn't just maybe gather here for Sundays and small groups and prayer meetings and and then kind of throughout the week, not have anything that looks different about our lives, but that the real test is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that there's, there's God at work and, and you're actually, you're, you're taking risks that look like, wow, that, there's some fruit on that vine. There's some of the activity of God. And I just want us to lock in with it because I, I, I honestly, I, I mean, I made jokes at the beginning, but when I was reading this week, I was like, wow, this is strong. So verse 19, he says, you believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. And I'm just imagining getting this letter from James and thinking, okay, do I have dead faith? Dear me, do I have demonic faith? Like, wow, like this is strong. Like I'm a believer. This is strong stuff. And this idea here when he's saying even the demons believe, he's saying the issue is lack of transformation. So he's saying, hey, the demons in hell believe, but there's no transformation. And so if you believe, big deal. Bottom line is, is that even the demons believe. Is that belief playing out into action? Is there a process by which you're actually bending your life around Christ and so that you see real fruit, you see real evidence of God's activity? Sometimes it's easy for us to even think, man, I've, I've got Christian friends and I, I, I sing the songs, and, so, and, but I'm just asking, like, maybe kind of that moment, what's really in there? Like, just could you ask God? 
when you look at your life, sometimes you have moments. Ever have moments where you're like, oh man, <laughs> am I saved? I've had moments like that. I've had moments of outbursts and anger where I'm like, oh, that did not look like Jesus, right? Like that wasn't, wasn't good. And we wanna get to this place where we're like, okay, God, I'm a work in progress, not perfect, but I am being transformed day after day. Not perfect, but the aim of my heart, the intention, my desire is to actually bear fruit and actually be transformed, actually know who God is and actually start to look like him. My um, son Dawson, the year before we moved from Colorado to Kansas City, uh, I decided that I was going to um, exercise one of my incredible gifts and uh, be his basketball coach. <laughs> and so um, I, I looked at my, my son's friends and I thought we could be pretty good, you know, like he's got a buddy that's good outside shot and he's got another buddy that he's kind of, you know, he's pretty strong. So I thought that kid, we could put him down low. And I just, in my brain, you know, I just kind of pictured like a Disney movie, like I'm gonna craft like the perfect <laughs> team and, and, and uh, we can do this. I think that we, I, I think we can be pretty good. And so I got Doss and his buddies and, and uh, I just signed us up, like, all right, let's go do this. I'm gonna try, I, I've never been a coach before, but I just thought, I, I, I can do this, you know? Like, surely this is not that hard. And, um, and so I decided to sign us up in kind of one of the more difficult leagues. Like, you had different options. You could sign on, like, you know, are they, are they not very good? Are they really good? And I'm like, they're really good. Of course they're really good. So I put us up in, near the top. And, um, and, I, and I just, I, 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 I kind of, like did the thing, like I got the gym and I bought a clipboard at Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> and, uh, you know, cause you see that like in the NCAA tournament, you know, like Mike Krzyzewski or something like, you know, like drawing stuff. And I'm like, I'm gonna do that, you know? And so I'd get everybody down and I'd like draw my board and I was just, I was, I was really enjoying it. And so, uh, until we played a game <laughs> and uh, we got annihilated. Um, <laughs> the first week and the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth. And the, we were 0-10. And, um, and that's when I decided, let's move to Kansas City. Like, it's just, <laughs> I'm so humiliated. Like, let's just go. Because, I mean, I had parents, like, calling me, like, hey. Everybody has a pastor in town, you know. But it's like, ooh, this is kind of embarrassing, you know. Like, just, and, you know, I can't get angry on the court, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm like, trying to be the good coach. Ah! And then I'm like, Jesus, Savior, people in the church. And what's up? Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. You know, like, just, it was just, we just had moments that, but I think I realized on the court right there, you know what, we're not quite as good as I <laughs> thought we were. And I just, I, I think that, you know, when, for you and I, when we, when, we, when we think about this dead faith thing, none of us wanna say, oh yeah, that's me. I, I, think, I think most of the time we think we're doing pretty well. But I wanna invite us just to ask this question, okay, God, like really? I mean, I, I was just reading this week in context to this text, Jesus in Matthew 25, where Jesus' whole thing with the sheep and the goats, it, it really is kind of the shock factor. Like when Jesus says, hey, um, I was a stranger and um, you let me in. Uh, and so great is your reward. And if you've done it for me, then or if you've done it for the, the least of these, you've done it for me. And, and, and in the story, when you read Jesus talking, there's kind of this shock, like, really? Like, when, Lord, when? When were you in prison? When were you sick? When were you in need? And what you've done for others, you've, you've done for me. Whatever you've done for the least of these, you've done for me. And, and then it goes the opposite direction where there's, again, kind of the shock factor, like whatever you've not done for the least of these, you've not done for me, away from me. And uh, I think that, you know, this is, 
this is a heavy text. And, and James 2 is one that, man, people fight over and it's a hard text. Um, but I think that for us, as we work through the book of James, for us to really realize in this, that there's some, some real gold at us looking at our lives and saying, all right, God, you've done amazing work in transforming me. And I'm a work in progress, I'm not perfect, but I do, I do know that because you have saved me and because I have real faith, not perfect faith, but real faith, I want it to be active. And so God, man, Help me take steps into letting my faith be a vibrant light to my world. Help me take a step, not that you're perfect, but that you're taking steps, that you're moving. And so that's why we're like, I mean, for us with, with, with small groups, I mean, imagine a small group that our only goal is, hey, we get together and we, we serve somebody. We, we help the poor, or we, help, we help moms that need help or 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 whatever the dream is in your heart, but it's, 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 an, it's, it's the overflow of real faith at work inside of you. And, and that's my prayer for us. My prayer for us is that we would demonstrate it and activate it. And then, and then our active faith, not striving, not, not skipping over faith and doing deeds, but no, real faith, and it, but it plays out in our lives, would then begin to just be a light to our world. And that the world could see Jesus out of the overflow of fresh faith inside of you. And that, that, that people could see out of Radiant Church, they see individuals or they see small groups or maybe they see a, a dream team or they see people that they're living from a different source and they're just, and they get it. Like you just see them and it clicks. Ah, I got it. I got it. And it means the world to them. I was a... Uh, a couple years ago, I was in Alaska, and um, I was, I was uh, speaking at a youth conference there, and, and uh, my son Justice was playing soccer and, um, back home in Colorado, and so Renata starts texting me about how good Justice is doing. And so I'm getting these text messages on my phone, and to be honest with you, I'm standing in this session going, in Alaska, like, why am I here? <laughs> like, I wish I was in, I wish I was at that game, you know, like, I, was, I, I mean, I, I liked the mission. I liked, you know, being at the conference, but I was just so missing, you know, my little boy who's, who's scoring goals, and she's like, he just scored again, and he just scored again. And you got to understand, for a father that was a third-class athlete to have an athletic son, it's something unique that's like, yeah, my boy, you know, like... And I don't really care if he's a great athlete at 25, but the fact that he's an incredible athlete at five, it's just awesome because this means it's entirely genetic. It's just me. And so I just, if he's 25 and bad, I can just blame it on him. But at five, he's got that eye of the tiger. It means that deep down there was, it just skipped a generation, but it was in me somehow. And so I'm standing there, remember in Alaska, teenagers, and I'm getting text messages, and uh, I send Renata this text back because the words just weren't enough. And I just said, hey, send me a video, right? And so the words, I just, I felt so absent, but then she starts sending me all these videos and I can just see him like dribbling past people. I can see him kind of just, you can tell that, he's, that he was really good. He ended up scoring six of the seven goals that day, everybody. And so anyway, a little bit of pride there. I'll repent of it later. But, um, 
But when I, got this vi- when I got the videos, it was like, man, the videos meant everything because I could actually see it. I could, I could see my son dominating on the soccer field. And it was worth far more than words. And we, we kind of see that with this Instagram craze where, man, everybody's just l- showing pictures of their lives because everybody likes to see pictures of people's lives because it's kind of fun because when you see a picture, it's, it's, it's not that you are there, but you, it's way different than just words. It's way different than just a text message. It's I can see the lights and I can see what's happening and I can see the activity. And that's really the idea of you and I through our fresh faith that plays out with real fruit that looks like real activity, real actions, real deeds. We are the video that the world sees. We are the ones that, that, they, that they see Jesus through you and me. And if it's just words, like if all they get is the words, just doesn't move them the way that a picture does. Ah, I get it. I see that self-sacrifice in Paul Barker. I see that self-sacrifice and now I, 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 can see, I can see Jesus through you. And that's our opportunity. In fact, it's the reason why, you know, we named this church Radiant Church. It's Jesus in Matthew 5. You are the light of the world. It's, man, John 8, Jesus says he's the light. But Jesus also says in Matthew 5, you're the, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to use you. When I, once I go, I, I'm depending on you to be the light of Jesus to a world that needs Jesus. And so for you, I don't know where you're at today. I don't know exactly what your journey is, but my prayer is that you would take a step in activating your faith. Like just move forward, like just a a conscious decision. How How do I activate faith, David? Here's what I would say. Number one, I would say, just ask God. Just make it a part of your prayer life. One, God, I I ask, help. Like, I think I got a lot of words and I I've got some verses memorized and I'm, it's easy for me to have dialogue about God, but help me to demonstrate God. Help me, help, when people see my life, they see the, the activity of God in me. And then I would encourage you, another one is, you wanna, we wanna spend time with people that, um, that are far from Jesus so that we can be a light in their world. However, it really encourages you when you're around big faith people. Like people that when you're around them, there is the, there's an evidence of God's activity in their lives and because it, it, it encourages and it challenges you. And so I'd encourage you whether that's, whether that's family or a small group or whatever it is, get around people like that. I experienced that with our, with our church planting scenario. When I first started talking about it, there were specific pastors that were friends of mine that the response was, you're crazy. Like, why would you do that? Like, that's nuts. Like, that sounds really hard. Like, man, you got it made here, and I don't, why? And, and so I needed some church planting friends, and I developed new friendships where the call of God on their life was church planting, and they were excited about church planting. And for me, it was significant in my faith mode because I was around other people that had faith for that. And so I wanna encourage you, that matters. The relationships that you have, get around people that they'll, They'll help kind of breathe faith. So one, pray. Two, get around people that'll help you. And, and then three, real simple, I would encourage you just look for opportunities. Um, I just ask the Lord, even reveal ideas and opportunities with your business, maybe at school, maybe with your family. Just, just kind of 
God, open up doors. Make it a part of your dialogue with God. And then the big one is this, and this is the hard one, is take a step. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if that means serve, pray, give, tell people about the Lord, something. But the Holy Spirit will begin to put ideas in your heart and that real faith that's vibrant inside of you, that's dynamic, dynamic faith, not dead faith, certainly not demonic faith, but dynamic faith that's alive and working, God will use to make an impact in our city. Amen? Let's bow our heads and pray together. Father, we just love you and we thank you for what you're doing here and the opportunity to be people that are a people of faith. And Father, I just ask that these words of James, Lord, help us live them. God, is there, they're so massively convicting. And I just ask that you would help us to walk by faith and out of that real faith, there'd be real fruit. I ask, Lord God, that we would see the activity of God, God, even in our church. God, I ask that as we go into this summer, Lord, that it would just continue to be commonplace to hear the stories of the person who experienced supernatural healing, the person who the broken relationship was restored, of the relationship with the the prodigal daughter, the prodigal son that has come back. God of the person who's far from God that is living for themselves and discovered new life in Jesus. God, we ask that you, that we would be a people that live with that. Like it wouldn't be foreign to have God, we just thank you. We thank you that we get to be a part of it. We thank you that it's not conjured up. It's not fake. It's authentic. It's real. So I pray for, God, I ask for active faith in this family today. I just thank you. Thank you for the faithful saints gathered together on a Sunday. Worship. Connect, pray, give, serve, love. I just ask, Lord God, that you would do something unique today. I pray for your blessing on each one of them. God, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you that we don't live at a distance from the activity of God, but we serve a God who is at work in our own lives, in our own hearts, and in, this, in the middle of this community, right here and right now. It's not just past, it's not merely futuristic, it's present tense reality, the work of Jesus here. So we thank you, Lord God, for what you're gonna do. We thank you for salvation. We thank you that we are, we are saved by Jesus and his work. And we pray that, man, that work of God in our hearts and our lives would play out. Thanks again for listening. To learn more and to join our Radiant family, check us out on social media and online at radiantchurchkc.com.